0: Thank you Jeff and Jasper for joining me today. We're going to go into to the weeds on a lot of different things. You know, ending extreme poverty is obviously a big a big task and a big journey, and as we see the world of finance changing, the world of how do we get money across the world and and how we can deliver impact a lot of different ways crypto can do that. Um, but I think before we get into stablecoin and then what Glow is and its mission and vision, talk a little bit about. Let's get into a little bit of each of your backgrounds. Jeff, we'll start with you on what brought you into into starting Glow and and getting the, getting into this mission of of so, so, solving extreme
1: poverty. Yeah, absolutely, and thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. I basically um, it was two summers ago. I met Sitsa Brandy summer of 2021, and he had an idea around using creating a cryptocurrency around generating basic income, helping solve extreme poverty. And this kind of comes from this idea of he gave some money to give directly as a donation, saw the impact there, thinking about the scale of the problem of extreme poverty. And then could we build a sustainable way to generate money using a cryptocurrency to actually make a huge impact in solving the problem of extreme poverty. So it was an early idea of a white paper, a document shared with me. I joined thinking about the ideas as a consultant, decided to jump on as the the CEO and build a startup around this idea. And it really was just, here's a huge problem in the world. Uh, We know there's a lot of impact from doing cash transfers. Can we use and create a sustainable mechanism using a cryptocurrency and um, creating something that can have a huge impact in solving this problem. Now, my background was from academia. I was teaching finance, economics, and blockchain fintech courses. I specifically taught an international development course and I thought this the specific problem was really interesting, and nice, yeah. understanding, yeah, like how fundamentally people need money and capital and to generate economic growth. And I thought it was a really important aspect of what to work on in the world. And and uh, was pretty inspired by the idea.
0: How did the academia community react when you said, "I'm leaving you for a cryptocurrency startup"?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know I've had some meetings with a lot of colleagues early on when I was forming some of these ideas and starting the project, and they're, they're all pretty excited about it. It's uh, the ambitious kind of thinking and the global problem solving. That's very academic in the sense of thinking of models and mechanisms and theories around how do you you know construct the right economies and build institutions. Uh, I really like the applied aspect is a little different. I think it's it's interesting to think of, okay, what kind of product in the world, what solution in the world is actually going to lead to this transformational change? That economic theory would support in that sense. But yeah, it was really positive. It's exciting to kind of shift into this startup mindset and, and build something that people are going to use.
0: Awesome. Jasper, you want to jump in and talk about your journey real quick?
2: Yeah, definitely. um So my background is in computer science and uh, artificial intelligence, really on the technology side. Interestingly, I'm kind of back to technology now, but um, when I graduated, I gradually. Moved away from technology at first. I thought that was really my thing. And then I realized more and more that what is interesting to me is not really the technology itself, but more like what it can mean to people and uh, to people's daily lives. Wanted to be a product manager, got the opportunity to be a product manager at a fintech startup. That's interestingly how my career got a bit more into money. First, I always considered money a very boring, topic <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but hey I-, I wanted to be a product manager at a startup and and they had a job for me so I was like okay I'll-, I'll i'll just do this but then you go into it more and more and more and at some point you just realize that there's more to it than uh you 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 had thought on on the surface level further down the rabbit hole got into crypto honestly this this opportunity at glow came quite out of the blue to me it's kind of a blessing because I, I never really considered the direction my career was taking to at some point go with my ideals because at some point I was, you know, into fintech and into crypto, I was like, okay, I guess I'll have to get my moral satisfaction from things outside of my job. And then things started sort of like perfectly coming together when I heard about this project that is, you know, on the one hand, using this often profit-seeking thing called cryptocurrency, but then using it for something completely different, which is basic income and and economic equality.
0: So actually, I wanna try to phrase this question in a way where we're all gonna come at it maybe from the the same, level as, as you know hopefully all listeners we can we can kind of guide ourselves here when you when a person asks you maybe what glow is how do you explain it to them maybe they're obviously you might explain it to them from a very crypto native person who understands you know, stable coins and bitcoin and ethereum and how blockchain works but very different if you're maybe talking at a conference right and you're at a general tech conference or general you know impact conference let's say and somebody asks you know what is glow how do you explain it to them
2: yeah i actually like explaining it to people not into crypto perhaps even more because it's it's more challenging (laughs) so think about it like this extreme poverty is one of the worst problems in the world but the good news is that for a lot of countries reducing extreme poverty can actually be done relatively simple so there's a surprisingly simple solution and that simple solution is giving money Mm -hmm. giving basic incomes Uh, and then we're talking in the order of magnitude of like $35, $40 $35, $40 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been done on you know, quite small scales, and it seems to work quite well generally. So that's good because now we have a big societal problem and a solution that seems to work relatively well. And then the question is, how can we scale that up? Well, if you want to scale up basic incomes, you just need more money to give away. Of course, there are other things as well. You need distribution networks, uh, and there's a whole operational challenge uh, behind that. But, but one thing you definitely need is more money to give away. Now, most people Basic income programs. So so far, they are based on donated money, so charitable donations or right. for, foreign aid budgets. Then the question is: Well, is is there enough of that to to really crank up this basic income program solution? And our answer to that, and we can go into a bit more detail there about why we think that. We believe the answer is no. We believe they're they're just, like, donation-based philanthropy is amazing. And if you donate to charities, please keep doing it. But, you know, the average American household gives away 1.8% of their income which means that what is it like uh, 97. Point, 98.2% of of the money you earn is not going to charity <laughs> so mo- most of your money is not going sure. to charity sure and glow is the answer to the question can we change the way our money works such that Philanthropy is actually embedded in the currency itself. So that just using money rather than giving it away, just using a particular type of money is is already doing something good. And um, uh, and that's what what the Glow dollar is. Now, to actually do that in real life, we use cryptocurrency, but that's not really what it's about. In fact, lately, the fact that our cryptocurrency has, has actually been working against us more than it has helped us. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, there's no way around it. Like if you want to change how money works, if you want to create a new kind of money and we're creating a new kind of money. Yeah, how how do you do that without crypto? So that's why we're using crypto.
1: It's money on blockchain. Like I think crypto versus what Glow is, I want people to kind of separate those things. We can talk about that more. But like blockchain is a technology and a consensus settlement layer that's really been proven to be extremely useful. And I think building money on that is a scalable way to do this. And we'll talk about how we can get to the billions and billions of dollars of income generation that can help solve this problem. So it's, yeah, it's less about crypto. It's more about using these new technologies to build a form of money that, again, what Jasper said, embedded philanthropy, embedded income generation within the actual money you're using.
0: Yeah, let's really touch on separating GLOW or stable coins, let's put that in one bucket, versus, I guess we'll take the two biggest examples, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, let's separate those and, and talk about the stable coins and how that acts differently. Uh, perhaps in Bitcoin and Ethereum, and and why do you think this is the the best mechanism for Glow is to is to be a stable coin?
1: So stable coin, just let's just talk about the the price or the value that people see. That's first important. Stable coin pegged to one dollar if it's U.S. denominated. Other cryptocurrencies that aren't pegged, they're going to fluctuate in value. So with Bitcoin, Ether, you see the price change dramatically relative to U.S. dollars that's get you get into a lot of speculative talk and exchanges and all those things with the stablecoin our model is it's going to be a fiat fully backed stablecoin. And when people refer to the different types of stablecoin, we're a centralized stablecoin versus a decentralized one. And what that means is we're going to take in actual dollars, actual fiat money, and support the price and peg it one to one. So it's there's actual real money backing the stable coin value and that's going to keep its value in the in the markets. Um, it's a totally separate type of cryptocurrency if we're going to use that term because we don't have we're not something on the blockchain that represents it's like Bitcoin is a native cryptocurrency of the Bitcoin network and blockchain. Ether is the native cryptocurrency of the ethereum network ether is used to process transactions that's all part of that infrastructure we're building on top of these blockchains and using the tool of crypto to actually create a, a form of money that's really supported in terms of value
0: let's talk a little bit about how it works so for for individuals or companies even right because both can participate in this how does glow start it starts by you need people to believe in it right you need people to actually send money to the reserve right so so you can then invest yeah. it, let's say, well, we'll get into the Treasury bill part. But I guess, talk just about how you get money into GLOW. I think it might help to
2: compare what we're doing, compare it with what Patagonia is doing, or perhaps uh, Newman's own, if you, yep. uh, if you know the brand. Patagonia is an interesting example, right? So recently, as you are probably aware, uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole company has been donated to a, a climate NGO. And which means that, you know, Patagonia is just a company that is going to continue about its business uh, as it has been doing. It's continuing to develop garments and sell them and making a profit, except that this profit now doesn't go to shareholders anymore, but it goes goes to a charity. And the effect of that is that you as an individual, you you now have two ways to contribute to this charity. You can either directly do donate money to this charity, or you can buy Patagonia uh, products, and then your purchase is actually having a charitable Effect um, now. I'm not here to advertise for for Patagonia, um, but it's an interesting example because that means that you know at first like the 1.8% of your money was uh, charitable, and you know the the other 90, 98.2% of your money wasn't charitable. But you know, let's say you I don't, I don't know if this is realistic, but let's say you spend on average 5% of your income on garments (laughs) and let's say you buy all of that at Patagonia well now this this 5% uh, that you're spending on on clothing is also going to be charitable and what we're trying to do is what if we can get a hundred percent of your money be charitable now the question is of course what, what what would the analog of what Patagonia did be for money um like you can do it for toilet paper you can have a toilet paper company that donates 100 for profits to charity uh but how do you do it with money well how we do it is this let's say you want to contribute to this plan you have a thousand dollars um laying around maybe you're you're using them for your uh as your rainy day savings you send them to us and we keep your thousand dollars your thousand real dollars but we're going to give you a thousand glow dollars you can kind of consider them vouchers and if at any point you want to reverse that you can do that. So you can just send us a thousand gold dollars back and we'll give you your real money back. But in the meantime, we are not just going to keep your dollars sitting idly on a bank account, but we're going to hold a part of them in US Treasury bills so that's US government bonds, which are very low risk. Uh, there's, there's, it's, it's very unlikely that these will lose their value, but we do get a little bit of interest on them. And that interest, that is the money that we're going to donate, which means that in this transaction, you have lost no purchasing power, but we did make money on your money, right. which we're giving away.
1: It's very similar to think about you put money into a a bank account, a checking account. The bank takes that money, creates loans, does something else with it to earn interest and and make profit for their, their operations. We're saying, okay, you give us actual money, the money, we hold it hundred percent back. Like we're not actually creating mortgages or doing the right. fractional reserve banking if you know those right. terms. We're hundred percent gonna keep your glow dollars supported. So you can trust that it's gonna be worth one dollar. And then, you know, that hundred percent is backed by US treasuries at very short maturities. So it's very liquid and and people wanna redeem it, it's gonna be there. There's no huge risk in terms of the actual money not backing the currency. So I want to make sure people know like it's 100% yeah. reserve backed rather than the fractional reserve backed, what you see with banks.
0: And just to just to, to be clear, Glow is itself a nonprofit. So let's, again, just take the parallel, like Circle is probably one of the most well-known stable coins. They do kind of the same thing. The difference is they are a company, right? So they would take that interest and that would be profit for Circle as a business, as a for-profit entity. Where you take the entrance from the treasury bills and instead of profit that goes back into globe that profit goes to ending extreme poverty uh via people around the world through and this is i think how we'll get into to the next part is how does it end extreme poverty like what are the steps i know you i guess you partnered with give directly correct and i guess the gains that are made goes to give directly and then they disperse the funds to, to people in extreme poverty. Is that sort of the, the flow?
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And I think, you know, the circle nonprofit conversation real quick is we are nonprofit and we think that's important for a couple of reasons. One, we want to support the mission of ending extreme poverty. And two, as a nonprofit, us as employees, as leadership of the organization. We have no incentive to be risky with the reserve assets, with customer funds. We have no for-profit incentives to maximize our own income or the company's income. Uh, whereas a company like Circle is a for-profit company, you know, just like any other for-profit bank, they're gonna be doing things to maximize profits, which is totally rational. So I think that's an important differentiator in terms of as a, a product, a stable coin in the market, the actual structure of the organization is a key um, aspect of the trust in that part to give directly part is the, how the donations actually get put into the world.
2: Yeah, so maybe just to just to give a sense of scale, I think that's interesting. So this stable coin model is not new at all, right? It's an existing thing in the crypto sure. world. And the biggest ones, as you mentioned, are Circle, uh, but also Tether. Mm-hmm. And uh, Circle and Tether, they serve a need in the crypto world, which is to have something that lives on a blockchain that will always be worth a dollar. And people generally use it to trade with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, these Companies are surprisingly profitable. Um, so, f- to take Circle as an example, um, their market cap right now is forty-two
0: billion dollars. Yeah, just which means it before um, it goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah,
2: that, that's a
0: lot, right? Uh, yeah. so So that's quickly so that means... too, right? I mean, they haven't been—they haven't the... been in that long, right? They're not a decade old, I don't think. Oh.
2: I think I think they uh, they were founded in two thousand and eighteen. Okay.
0: Yeah. So quite quick yeah. to that.
2: yeah Yeah. and we we estimate that at that market cap they are able to uh, earn 1.1 billion dollars in reserve interest right so so they basically have selected
0: investing in treasury bills as well correct correct same ideology
2: yeah yeah it's literally the same model so so they have a they have like by virtue of the business model they have a, a money printer pretty much Yep, and and all of that goes to, goes to our team and the shareholders. So it's 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 yeah, it's honestly a a brilliant business. And what we're doing is kind of the same thing, but then instead of that money going to shareholders, it goes to people in extreme poverty. So you know, hopefully one day we'll we'll be as big as, as Circle, because that would mean that you know at at, at that one point one billion per year, like we we estimate we would be lifting two two and a half million people out of poverty. So that's that's by no means that's by no means enough to end extreme poverty but um but but I I would be proud if we would get there.
1: Jasper yes, like getting to the market cap of USDC Circle stablecoin that gets us to a huge impact but the money the size of the market for money is is massive. So the potential to solve extreme poverty, we think a stable coin is one of those avenues that gets us to that potential. Like we can move into 500 billion of market cap, think of how much could be generated from an interest earning reserve that supports a stable coin like that. So it's, it's the potential of this market that gets us really excited and that's why we talk about these huge numbers and the big vision of ending extreme poverty because it's the potentials there it's it's a big enough market to where it could potentially happen
0: yeah and the compounding effect i think is what is what's really powerful because the more people that want to get involved place their place their assets in glow right and just let it sit there like you said just like a, a bank account you could still use it however you want to use it, while you're walking around while you're sleeping, it is actually helping people around the world, you know, get out of extreme poverty. That's, it's a powerful statement, I think, once it clicks and people kind of understand what like what happens in the backend and how it works it's a very powerful compounding effect as more people get involved
2: we've been um so i like i like what you're saying like as you're walking around and as you're sleeping and that that sounds a lot like passive income right uh, mm. which is also this elusive passive impact yeah 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 we've been calling it like passive impact passive philanthropy which is which is a form of being charitable that doesn't cost you
0: money or time was the partnership with give directly is that a formal partnership, or is that just, hey, we see what they're doing; they're doing a great job. We're just going to send them <laughs> the money, and then obviously it just comes in as donations to them.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's good to mention. Like, no, we we have no formal partnership. You know, we're in touch with them, and sure. um, and they know that we exist, and and they're um, they're excited to to see uh, to see uh, what will, what will come out of it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if, 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 if you know this term, but but people in the crypto world like to use this word uh, permissionless. Sure, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and in a way, right? Like we are sort of like permissionlessly <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: um, building on top of GIF directly. Like we're just gonna send yeah. them money. Yeah. And 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 another term people in the crypto world like to use is money Legos. So like platforms building on top of each other. Yep. Um, so in a way, like Gift Directly is uh, is is the is the money Lego brick, uh, and we're and we're putting another brick um, on top of them, and and they don't have any formal thing to do with with that which is which is i think uh, uh,
0: qu- quite funny actually what's what did you like about give directly because there's you know even with anything in, in philanthropy just like anything in crypto ironically there's going to be people who like it and people who don't like it right for for whatever reasons they might have what was the decision to, to go with give directly versus you know, another institution that sort of gives money.
1: First thing I want to mention is the, th- the thoughts around like why basic income, why cash transfers. Uh, it goes back to like you know extreme poverty too, and what's needed to help solve that problem. Well, give directly has shown, and has many years of showing the impact of cash transfers so they do a lot of really good research in the areas they operate they're on the ground actually making the transfers doing all the processes to make sure the right people get it and all those things so they're tracking it and they have impacts there i also like the idea of like giving people money lets them choose how best to use that type of giving uh, rather than the top-down approach of oh you need this we think this is best for you, that type of thing. So that's fundamentally a less controversial uh, type of giving, and you know, there's still arguments around: is this the best use of funds, and all those things. But fundamentally, it's a huge problem. It's UN Sustainable De- Development Goal number one, and GiveDirectly is doing a really good job of it. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. We don't GiveDirectly is not the only uh, NGO or nonprofit doing this. Uh, but it's the one that has the capability and the capacity to do it right now, and is showing a really good job of uh, making it work.
0: Just to piggyback real quick, extreme poverty, I guess, is defined by persons living on less than two dollars a day. I think right now is sort of the a... two fifteen. Yep. Two fifteen. Yeah. So two fifteen. And I guess looking at the issue, right, and, and the problem, it's obviously it's it's immense. But when you, I guess, in the early days or even now, right, is when you speak to, like, have you spoken to governments? Have you spoken to, you know, major nonprofits to get their response? Because I think we need everybody involved, right? Specifically those two areas of society. I think you know people will will do what they want. I think you will see a groundswell of people wanting to to buy glow and be a part of this. But at the end of the day, we still need everybody to to play some part, have their big conversations with. Whereas the UN or other big organizations but it's local governments at a state level, federal level, international level, whatever it may be. Have you had conversations? What have, the, what have those been like?
1: I'm trying to think. We haven't had like high level conversations with people in government, but we've had meetings you know, with people who are kind of on the ground and, and working in these organizations. And it's all been really positive. Uh, I don't have any specifics on the outcomes of conversations like that. Obviously, we're just getting started. And our leverage and impact is not as significant as other big organizations, uh, but give directly is definitely mm-hmm. in conversations with those organizations and making sure the money they're donating as cash transfers and, and and using in certain areas. They have a really good due diligence process, and they work with governments to make sure everything is is working there. Um, I think there's you know as we look forward and getting partnerships and thinking who are the right types of people to. To help leverage this idea, governments will be important, but it'll also be just for for-profit large corporations. It'll be big players in the crypto space. Uh, it'll be you know people that are going to help us scale this idea and really provide some support around it because we are creating a new form of, of money, and there's a market dynamics and network effects around adoption. All those things are built into a strategy to get this thing launched and and really scaled. So. Uh, yeah, but it's important. Once there's significant impact, we can have high-level conversations. We'll make sure we're doing things the right way, and we want to have everybody aligned in terms of the impact we're giving.
2: That's good to, to, I think, stipulate. Like like Jeff said, like we're just getting started. We are a very small team right now, 11 people. And in all, in all honesty, we are, if that word makes sense, piggybacking at this moment on the judgment goals of, of GiveDirectly and the underground work that they do uh their government relationships their infrastructure in terms of payments like they are actually doing the heavy lifting there we at this point we're only focused on creating this second income stream for them and uh, from my experience i also think like you know we will definitely have these conversations but right now we're so small we haven't even launched uh, I don't. I don't think we would make for a very meaningful voice at the table yet. Sure. Um, I did see a documentary about gift directly just a couple of weeks ago, which was interesting because it was a rather. It was a. It was a documentary that really showed both sides. So it definitely yeah. showed the positive impact, but it also had some critical notes about. Um, you know, shouldn't governments actually be doing this? And you know, they they showed a couple of painful uh, effects, like like what if what if two villages uh, are neighboring and then one village does get the income but the yeah. other doesn't get it yet. Right. Um, so you know it's by no means perfect but what I got from that documentary is mostly that in general making sure that more money goes to this is a good thing because you know then hopefully perhaps this other village can get a, an income um, because now they don't have to select. Yeah that, that's what we're focusing on right now. What's sort of the
0: the roadmap right now I guess can how can people or companies participate right now? Or when will they be able to? And then sort of talk about a little bit about that roadmap for 2023.
2: Well, it's actually um, an exciting week to ask that question. And this week we are finally doing our soft launch, which means that we're going to test Um, onboarding our first customer. Um, So we've been building a a, a, a platform, like a digital platform, where uh, if you have a corporation, you can uh, create an account, you can uh, send us money, and then you get glow dollars. And that uh, was quite some technical, but also legal work. And we're finally there. So we're gonna test that out with one, uh, one company. If that all works well, then we hope to do our actual launch early next year. However, unfortunately, we then still won't be able to sell Glow to individuals because that is legally quite difficult. Mm -hmm. So what we're gonna do instead is what most cryptocurrencies do is we sell it in uh, large amounts to a uh, crypto exchange. So those are companies like Binance, Kraken, Coinbase. Um, those are crypto exchanges. We sell the glow to them, and then uh, if you're an individual and you want to get glow dollars, mm-hmm. you don't buy them from us directly, but you buy them at your at your favorite crypto exchange. And um, you know that timing is a little dependent on how quick we can get those partnerships going. We're definitely having good conversations. Unfortunately, due to events, you're uh, probably aware sure. of. Sure. uh sure. exchanges have um you know have their uh they're, they're also busy doing some other things right now they're
0: under a bit of pressure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know if it all goes well then individuals should be able to buy glow dollars um yeah very early uh, uh next year and then what we're going to do throughout the rest of the year is uh, two things we're going um we're going to create a nice dashboard that shows if you own glow dollars like what's the impact you're having, right. how much money you've generated, like how many people have you been lifting out of poverty, mm-hmm. um, perhaps showing you some ways to increase that number, maybe you can invite friends, family, things like that. And then the other thing that we're gonna try to work on is give this cryptocurrency some utility. And that's basically jargon for making sure that it's actually a useful form of money. So in yep. the beginning, glow dollars, you can buy them, you can sell them, but you know there's no shop that will uh, accept them as payment but that is the future we want to work towards that you can actually buy your milk with glow dollars and receive your salary in the form of glow dollars um and that is uh gonna require us to partner with payroll companies or yep. card issuers or banks or you know payment uh, platforms um and um and that's what we're gonna work on uh, over the course of the next year,
1: yeah. There's, you know, for the crypto folks that are listening, early access will be on DeFi decentralized exchanges um, as well. So it's there's this process of getting to a place where a lot of people have access to it through the centralized exchanges, listing on as many as you can. But on the DeFi, uh, like a Uniswap, uh, we hope to have that listed in early 2023 um, as well. So if you're into those things, uh, we'll make sure we let you know when it's available to actually purchase there as well.
0: Even in that sort of first instance through DeFi exchanges, it will still act like it normally would on correctly. You'll still get the money and then that money will still go to people in extreme poverty, correct? Even Think of it as
1: big? yeah, any any outstanding supply of Glow is mm-hmm. benefiting gotcha. the mission, generating income. It's it's the the market cap growth which leads to higher reserve assets supporting as collateral. Uh, so yeah, you you buying on Uniswap trading demand and and you holding Glow in a a wallet means that there is reserve yep. supporting that and it's it's going to be generating interest income. Uh, yeah, but the actual so when Jasper mentioned corporations coming to our our platform, basically entities initially U.S. based entities will be able to actually create an account, mint issue the Glow, change the actual dollars for Glow, and then. The general public individuals will hopefully have access points to actually buy it through exchanges and DeFi protocols and those type of things.
0: I want to end with a couple questions here. Uh the first would be as you go out and, and conversate, promote globe, you know, talk to different people, whether it's in the crypto industry or, you know, outside of the crypto industry, have, have conversations been a little bit more difficult to have with let's say like companies since sort of this, you know, the FTX sort of collapse and you know, all the domino effects that that happen with that. Is it, have conversations been a little bit more difficult in this time as crypto going through a bit of a, I actually think a positive, positive time in its history. But do you see conversations maybe with companies or, or just prior people you were discussing before something like that happens, and now they're sort of reassessing and doesn't want to be involved in, you know, crypto or anything at all like that? Have, have those conversations happened? Has it been difficult to to onboard as quickly as you thought it might be with some organizations or some companies.
2: Well, we definitely don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that 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 already
2: wasn't the case. Uh, like right. b- being crypto already makes people suspicious by default. But but now even more than then, uh, it's it's on us to build trust we we do we do experience that if we get like if we actually talk to someone and and have some time to have a conversation to explain what we're doing why we're doing it what the potential impact is and why we're using crypto and then you know have a two-sided conversation where where someone then uh comes with questions and concerns and we answer them then like almost always we get to a point where the other person leaves the conversation thinking, okay, yeah, this is a good idea and I want to be a part of this. Unfortunately, Sometimes you don't you don't get that that conversation, right? You're on social media, someone is just reading one of your tweets or um, you know, just browsing very quickly through your website and then and then coming to a conclusion. Yeah, then, then it it's it's definitely happening that people just by default assume that this is some kind of get yeah. rich quick scheme or or even worse. So yeah, we, we have to do the work <laughs> to yeah. uh yeah. To build trust definitely definitely
1: yeah but asking what's good about kind of the recent events is when we ask potential partners like hey can you show us proof of reserves that's sure. not a we expected you to ask that before it was like yeah oh, no we don't we don't like let us operate by ourselves so that's that's really important i think the the ecosystem is going to become stronger yep. uh but it's also important yeah like jasper said we have to do the work to make sure people understand glow is much different than uh terra luna you know it's like both Terra USD was a stable coin, and we're calling ourselves a stable coin. There's right. a problem there. It's a totally different right. mechanism, yep. totally different type of backing. Ours is very, very low risk relative to Terra USD. Um, so, clearing up how we use these terms, even the term crypto I mentioned is represents yeah. a lot of things, and people think of it as speculative. So, you know, blockchain money, blockchain fully backed, 100% reserve money, that's what we need to really push out there. And the mission is. Is the important aspect of getting people into this movement because it's how do we think about this blockchain fully backed trusted money in a new way to actually want to participate and support a cause so
0: i want to end a little bit on the future and you know i know it can be, can be tough just starting out right there's there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot of different you know every day is a win right every week there's wins and losses but as you maybe look let's say know three to five years down the road what does success look like for you and the team and glow you know being in the ecosystem being in the world and and impacting impacting lives What, what does success look like
2: i think for for me i would be very happy to get to the point where the general public sees glow as just another form of money that they can use in their daily lives basically everyone knows that if you care about extreme poverty as a Cause area then uh, using the glow dollar rather than the u.s dollar is one of the main things you can do to make a step in the right direction kind of analogous it's maybe a bit of a weird analogy but kind of analogous to that everyone knows that if you care about animal welfare then the thing to do is eat less meat that yeah like if you care about extreme poverty then the thing to do is try to use the Glow dollar in your daily life as as, as money.
1: Yeah, and add to that, so like three to five years, where this really takes off and gets network effects and grows substantially, like billions and billions of market cap, something that's used all over the world, is when companies accept it, when DeFi protocols denominate their products in Glow, when mm. payment apps make Glow, the back-end settlement layer, huh. all these things where money wow. is just used, like it, it, there's no reason it can't be this blockchain embedded philanthropy type of money. And we're already seeing companies like Stripe use stable yep. coins in their business models. So it's we want Glow to anywhere money is touched and it, it, it just provides transfer of value. Uh, you know, blockchains are becoming scalable. The technology is, is trusted. It's... All these things are really important to getting lots of adoption. So there's two sides of it. It's like infrastructure companies adopting and payment apps. And then people really pushing for like, okay, why not, why not money? Why why can't money represent something more than just what we traditionally think of? is a transfer value
0: right well that's man you can if you can get into all these different layers the compound effect of the impact is really it starts to really get a little bit (laughs) Mm eye-opening you know as as far as you know really changing the environments on the ground for people you know living in extreme poverty you know then it's uh then it could be it could get really interesting uh, on how things go from there so it's uh it's quite powerful and innovative you know it's it's just, uh, it's like you said. It, it's the trust factor. I think is is going to be paramount as as Globe moves forward, and that's I think welcoming that challenge of of building that trust. You know, building building technology, in the ecosystem. You know, building those transparency layers, whether it's the logins to, to show impact at a at a retail level for a person or, you know, for companies looking at ways they can give back, you know, passively is, is super interesting, right? Because then all of a sudden their their budgets, they don't have to they're they're they can use some of their philanthropy budgets, you know, for other things to help grow their business. So there is there is an interesting, you know, aspect of the of the passive philanthropy being put into work in the world, as as you see how people could use it. It could get could get really interesting.
1: Yeah, we'd yeah. love to see it on balance sheets and companies say like, "Hey, we have X on our balance sheet as liquid capital for a business, and it's generating X amount of right. dollars that lift X amount of people out of extreme poverty." So it's it's a great story, and I really hope we can scale this to make it really appealing to people.
2: Yeah, and and if I may. I'd like to uh, make it a little actionable for anyone who's listening. Sure. If someone hearing this is excited or inspired, you know, we're, we're, we're really creating a new and, and, and honestly a little bit of a weird form of philanthropy uh, that, like you say, like once it clicks, uh, is such a no-brainer, but because it's so new, it takes a while before it clicks with most people. Yeah. Um, we're, we're looking for this first group of adopters like really like the early adopters who click with what we're doing and um want to set the right example by you know pioneering the usage of the glow dollar so uh uh you know any movement needs first movers so if if someone listening is like hey i want to i want to help them out just by just by doing this we're probably going to launch a page glowdollar.org slash uh dfg so that's like for disruptors for good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) where uh where you can sign up for the waitlist to buy glow i'll be honest that doesn't really do anything uh, except helping us show demand helping us show that there is there is a group of people that is willing to start this uh, this movement um and that uh, that would mean the world uh, to us because um that might just inspire the next person to do the same thing and then perhaps
0: a company to start accepting low and um, and that's hopefully how this uh, how this thing will start out it's uh, it's pretty amazing we'll link I'll link everything below um, just so people can find out all the information I'll point people to you know the FAQs and, and everything so they can they can do their own you know, diligence and and look over and review this stuff. But I think you get you guys done a great job of of sort of simplifying it and and showing what, you know, $100 can do, right, or $1,000 can do, I think just putting, you know, the basic math there of of how the treasury bills work and simple, you know, interest rate, it can be simplified pretty clearly, right, to where we we can disregard like all the complicated stuff that sometimes perhaps blockchains brings to people and they don't kind of want to deal with it. I think uh, you've done a great job so far simplifying, you know, what a hundred dollars does, what a thousand dollars does. And again, it's not a donation so that people don't lose, give away their money. They could still be philanthropic and give back. And I think that allows people who perhaps traditionally don't have the means to give back, but really want to give back. Um, I think there's a, a massive set of the population that know wants to be philanthropic but it's usually it's difficult you know it's difficult to do that when you don't have necessarily the funds that people some people do that can you know donate you know five ten grand or even a thousand dollars so the aspect that you don't necessarily have to donate and give your money away to have an impact i think is is a powerful powerful motivating factor for for people across all economic scales to to give back now
1: yeah, exactly. And that's how, that's how this scales. Yeah. People are just using it as money. We keep, like Relying on donations to solve extreme poverty isn't, isn't going to get us there. It has to be this passive philanthropy, embedded philanthropy type of product. And we think this is a really good starting point.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks, Jasper. Thanks, Jeffrey. Been a awesome conversation. I think hopefully we'd love to have you back on maybe this time at the end of the year and of next year and, and see with progress has been made and maybe we can get uh we can get a couple people involved in maybe a little roundtable discussion on you know giving back and new ways of doing so i think that's a conversation that is sort of a little bit under the radar there's so much technology that does incredible things yet sort of this really really foundational level of like Extreme poverty, extreme hunger. You know, we we've yet to see innovative technology work for those those individuals around the world. So I think any time that innovation can can really seep into the the other billion around the world, sort of living in extreme conditions, that's sort of the last mile, so to speak, of doing some some really powerful things. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks for putting in the work and continuing the day to day challenge of. Of building something potentially great, so congrats to you and the team, and uh, best of luck to next year.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate uh, being on the show.
0: Thanks a lot. Yeah, great conversation,
2: and uh, that would be uh, would be great to to be back in a year and uh, and discuss some of
0: these topics.